Hi, I'm Jade Madison Scott, the creator of The Bookmarks, and this is a fun little note from me to you so you know what the heck is going on. The show you're about to listen to, The Bookmarks, is an improv comedy. Short outlines were written so the actors would have a plot skeleton to work with, but the words, the character choices, that's all them just making it up as they go. And because this is a book podcast that parodies book podcasts, I want to make it clear that the authors and books the characters talk about are absolute fiction, totally made up by the actors on the spot, so there's no need to Google is blah to blah a real book, because it's not. The actors are just so good to make you think it is. All right, that's all I wanted to say, so let's get to why you're really here. Please enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the 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 the, the bookmarks. The bookmarks. Bookmarks. Yes, I love that. This week we will be reviewing the love that made me by Berlin Solal. Yeah, you know, Berlin, uh, a friend of the show, and we're really excited to have her on here. Apparently, the book is, like, super popular and is been on the bestseller list for seven weeks or something like that. Seven weeks, guys. That's, it's, it's absolutely swept the nation. A literary giant, if, if I may say, and I do, but, you know, we're here to talk about this beautiful book. And um, I, I'm I'm so excited because we are going to be having Berlin come on the podcast to talk to us today. Aren't you excited, Mark? Yes. For some of you that may know a bit of uh, Mark lore, or maybe even perhaps Berlin lore, you may know that in the past we have had a relationship, uh, but that's not at all gonna impact what we're doing here today, because, you know, honestly, I am past that. Like, I'm happy that Berlin is apparently happy, so that's great. You know, that's really cool. You Uh, you must be, because it was your idea to have her on the podcast, which I, I have to say, I'm really surprised about. Um, but, but good for you. Well, it's cause, you know, I'm just so mature and advanced now, you know? Good for you. If I was kind of, you know, a baser human, maybe I wouldn't be able to emotionally take that leap. But, you know, personally, Mark Bookerson, V2.7, is completely different than whoever Mark was in that relationship in the past. We're different people. Clearly. I mean, personally, I think that you're uh, much better off without Berlin. I mean, you guys, I know know you cared about her. I know you saw a future with her, but... I think I think you're doing better now. I mean, from a subjective standpoint, I think you're doing better now. But but yeah, also yeah. Look, what's a future together if it doesn't happen? We have different futures now. We have different futures we're going to, and that's yes. great. I'm, I'm really yes. looking forward to it, and I'm happy to have her on the show. So. Good, good, because I am I am so excited to talk about this book because girl power, women, we must support each other. And and Berlin is an up and coming young female author, and I am here for it. We are going to talk about the book. We are going to talk about feminism. We have a whole itinerary plan guys I am so excited to get to this but first a quick little commercial hey everyone uh, just wanted to use the ad space this time to kind of share what's on my mind in the form of some slam poetry is that is that cool with you Markel Ooh, 
Yeah, you know I love poetry, and slam poetry is a lot of fun. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what you come up with. Yeah, this this is a little piece I've been working on entitled A Bird Named Pain. Oh, okay. All right. A bird gave a word, and it sang to me. The word, it was pain, but I feel it's not free. Oh. Who? Me? I cry in my bed. I try to relax. But every time I close my eyes, I need Prozac. Okay. No going back, no flowing back. The river, the stream, it flows forward. How's that? Are you you asking? A bird gave me a word. And the word was pay-a-yay. How was that? Um... It was raw. Yeah. It was raw, for sure, for sure. I I felt that... that like an bird, uncooked that, omelet. Like an uncooked... I mean, that's just scrambled eggs in a bowl, but yes, that... Um, Straight raw. Yeah. Uh, the um, the word choices were interesting. Um, I feel like you could have been a little more monos- uh, a little less monosyllabic in that, but I, I, I appreciated the Prozac threw me for a loop for sure was not expecting well, that because i had to tie it all in you yeah. know i had to speak from the heart yeah and 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 that yeah. you did that that you did um good job bud yeah, thanks a bunch all right so this week's book is the love that made me by berlin solal mm. um I really liked this book. It's about the journey of a young woman named Paris, who is a musician. Uh, She starts out in London on the west side, and she uh, struggles in school to become a musician. She wants to learn how to play the flute. It's something that, like, her grandmother had played, and she wanted to carry on this familial tradition of playing the flute. And so she she starts taking these lessons but she's struggling because uh she has um she has lupus so she's not really able to like manipulate the keys very well and so she's struggling to create this music that's like in her soul Uh, and her hands literally are what markel i i feel like you're kind of you know missing the the real meat of the the book here you know, the whole Clark character. I, I haven't gotten there yet. We're still over in London. Right. But that's sort of just preamble. So why are we still in London? Well, oh, okay. It's, it's the part of the podcast where we talk about the plot. But okay. So fine. She's in London. Um, she is End, struggling yes. to play music. And then, yes. you know, she overcomes and then she moves to New York City. All right, is that good enough? Sure, sure. Sounds like you really want to talk about the Clark bit, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just, well, I'd love to hear your take on it. Seems a little, you know, familiar, um, I, doesn't it? 
Okay, for our listeners, um, I actually know Berlin Solal. Uh, we've been friends for a few years now. Um, we both took a karate class together a few years ago. I was actually teaching the karate class. She was one of my students. I was her sensei. But anyway, so um, yeah, we've been we've been sort of on the periphery of each other's friendship for a minute, and. Uh, yeah, I mean... And maybe you're forgetting a, a really important part of how you two know each other. You know, the fact that she was my girlfriend for multiple years. Yeah, I mean, okay, so so Berlin and Mark dated for a while, and there is this character who is vaguely similar to Mark, I suppose, but those are really some superficial level similarities. Like, he has the same haircut, and he wears the same brand of clothing. Superficial? They're superficial, and you know what? Artists will do that. They will take examples from real life to flesh out characters, and I mean... Maybe a few lines not entire chapters of my life and then throwing them on the page that doesn't seem you know maybe a little a little wrong and then to to editorialize to this degree i mean uh take for instance what was that uh chapter 17 yeah in chapter 17 where the two of them are arguing on that swing set in central park because Paris is upset that, you know, <laughs> that Clark wants to, to, you know, go tour with his band for a couple months. You know, that doesn't even take into consideration what was actually even going on. I, I, I just feel like, you know, that's that's not really how it happened. And so to see it like that, that just see, doesn't seem wrong to you. I I mean, I I vaguely remember you talking about a swing set in Central Park, but I mean, it was it it seemed like not an issue like you guys were talking and it wasn't that bi- i don't remember it being that big of a deal she she makes me seem like i'm the bad guy in this whole book for wanting to do what chase my dreams as well like well, i'm i'm I some mean, big jerk or no, something not i mean you know or, or like i'm 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 rich and entitled and stuff i mean that whole paragraph where she talks with Suzette oh yeah real real slick about how you know, Clark's not I, not living up to his potential or whatever. What's that about? You know, and 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 why would neither of them ever t- talk to me? Did you know about that? Yeah, there are some similarities, but Clark is also a big jerk. And Clark, you're not a jerk at all. I've known you for years. I know, but if you read this book and then you met me, you would think I'm a jerk. I think a lot of people are. Did we Did we not read? Like, I'm, I'm not crazy. Here, I'll put it on my mother's National Book Award. I, I'm not, I'm not, you don't think that the fact that our parents do vaguely similar things and uh, are invested in the arts in some way and that they're trying to make, I mean, seriously, the next great American album and, and in chapter 27 where it goes into the breakup and it makes it seem like Clark just doesn't care (laughs) at all about what's happening like 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 he's just okay with it I feel like that doesn't I mean maybe that seems fair to you Clark and Paris weren't in the same season of their love 
one was in the spring, one was in the winter, and and the two ne'er shall meet. I mean, sometimes things just don't work out. And and yeah, but if you read this book, you would think that I'm the one who was keeping her from her spring. The whole the whole story is it's like the the, the Clark subplot is such a small part of this book, and what was keeping her from her dreams wasn't Clark. It was the fact that she had lupus and couldn't play the flute well enough to join the Philharmonic Symphony. All right, you, you want to talk about this flutist, flautist, whatever? Go, go ahead. Talk about whatever you want, because clearly we're just not on the same page here. So okay, well, whatever. I'll go check if Berlin's downstairs or whatever. I'll go grab her. Okay. Um, while Mark is doing that, um, on to the book some more. Uh, I... This book has won several awards. It has it has won a Pulitzer. It has won a silver medallion. It's won a bronze medallion from the Germans, which is crazy because you know they don't score high at all. Um, but I think it deserves all of the recognition that it can possibly get because this is a very well-written book by a young female up-and-coming author. And there are not enough novels written by women in general, but especially about these kinds of difficult personal topics. And I am personally very excited to see how long it'll stay on the New York Times bestseller list. It's already been on there for seven weeks. So... I'm really excited to see where this is going to go, and I'm really excited to talk to Berlin about this book. Oh my God, Berlin. Welcome to welcome, the bookmarks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the bookmarks the podcast. Bookmarks. It is we didn't sing. The bookmarks. <laughs> there it is. We didn't. I was just. I'm sorry. I was so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to talk with us today about your new novel, The Love That Made Me. Thank you so much, Mark Helen Marky. The bookmarks. <laughs> it means a lot to me. I was. Just having lunch with Elon Musk, and he told me the same thing, how impressive Ooh. it was that I was on the the New York Times bestseller list for seven weeks, but I told seven weeks. But I told him, and I'm telling you now, it's looking like it's going to be eight. Oh, wow. here's hoping. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I mean oh. I mean, Berlin, I your your reach is far. I was just having lunch with uh Philip Welcher. That's from the Wiggles, do you know about? Yeah, great guy. And that guy was even talking about your book. That's how influential you are as an author. You're just worldwide at this point. You are. You're just, oh my God. It is It is such an honor to have you here. Uh, what, what is it like being on the New York Times bestseller list for seven weeks? Please enlighten us. Oh, it's so... So exhilarating. Oh, I was just telling my dear friend Rupi Carr that I, I never would have expected this at all, just as a as a little girl running along the, the streets of London, that it ever would have come to this. Oh my god. That's beautiful. I love That's that. beautiful. I mean that I, is beautiful. 
I am. No, I was I was mudlocking on the the banks of the Thames when I was ten, just oh, picking up mud-locking. old Roman coins, uh, picking up old Roman coins and things. Oh, it was so fun! But I never would have expected that I would become a writer. Oh God! And what? I thought a you writer. said that you wanted to be a writer from. Never mind. That's unimportant. Uh, Berlin. We're here to talk about your book, and we are, we are the love that made me. Oh my God, this this book. I just have to, I have to ask you, Berlin. Um, do you have like a process or anything for like how you go about creating characters or anything like that? Like, what what's your, what's your process, Berlin? What's your writing process? Oh. You know, uh, Severance author Ming La uh, asked me this just the other day, and it's such a, a wonderful question because, you know, I, we're both big fans of Philip Glass, and we, we discussed how he, he describes his music as playing the notes between the notes, and we thought, mm. we thought, because, you know, my book is, is not just a novel, it's also got poems throughout, and it's a, it's a, it's a poetry novel. You always loved poetry. And and we want to write the words between the words. And that's how I develop my characters. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And you. you did that. Oh, th- this. I loved every word of this. This book is this book. Dear listeners, this book is so powerful. Uh, Berlin, you are a feminist icon. You are everything that I want oh. to be when I grow up. I just I'm just I'm so happy that you were able here to talk to be here to talk to us because there we we female authors we have to stick together because there are not enough women being published right now with these these young female centric stories based off of our actual real life dirty difficult scary experiences you know i was telling my 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 mentor margaret atwood that it's the same thing we want to have things that are very raw and deeply personal and they don't they don't have to to be these big feminist statements about society sometimes these big feminist statements can be internal because we have rich interior lives it's not always about our external struggles and yes particularly as as millennial and gen z uh, cusp women our strength is in our vulnerability not necessarily in our standing up and screaming at the world and writing satires about uh, our uteruses. Wow. It is. Wow, that's beautiful. It, is. it really you know, is. You know, that- sometimes... Berlin, I, I'm actually, you know, working on a novel myself. And, you know, I, as, a, as a feminist, I just feel like, you know, it's really going to hit a lot of those same notes that you're talking about right now. Um, I think it's really going to get to the soul of, you know, what we as Gen Z millennial cuspers are feeling societally. So, Mark, yeah, tell us about that, uh, that, that a feminist icon novel. Uh, do you have any, uh, any drafts that we could look I at? I would love to read it. In fact, I, I, have, <laughs> I know a, a sensitivity reader. She goes by, she's mononymic. She goes by Zhuzh. Zhuzh, ooh. She would be so perfect to go over and make sure that even though you're looking at it through a masculine lens that it would still portray women in a very thoughtful yes and and complicated light yes I, I, 
as as we yes. all know, it's it's difficult yeah, for men to write to women in a realistic way. So this is a great resource yes. for you, Mark. I would love that. Yes, great job, Mark. I'm so oh, proud of you. I, I mean, I'd love I'd love to use. You know, Juge was was the name, juge. but uh, Juge, okay. Uh, I personally feel though, you know, that you know, I, I have it, I have it totally handled, right? Like, I'll I'll be fine. I've done my reading, done my research, and honestly, you know, Berlin. I think it's from the time that I spent with you that I just learned so much about what it means to to write women believably in fact you know I, I wonder did you maybe feel the same at all did you maybe learn to write men from your time with me i i learned to write men by interacting with men on multiple occasions and in in multiple contexts so mm mm I actually want to talk about one of those those men that you wrote in, in this book. Um, you know, the character of Clark just really, really stood out to me, you know, Ooh. really just 10 toes down, full off the page. Huh, yeah, Clark was a Clark, very interesting how, character, very three-dimensional. How did you come up with that character? It's, he, he um, Clark is... A man. Mm. That he is. Yeah, mm. Clark he is definitely. He's certainly a man. He um, in your life, if you had to pick someone that Clark was like the closest parallel to of all the people that, and you know, you've met so many wonderful, famous people. If you just had to pick someone in your life that Clark reminded you of, who would you pick, Berlin? Well, Clark is is a lot of different people so he's a he's a composite he's a composite okay and and in a composite who would who would the main the main ingredient in that composite be oh, I don't maybe know. someone so you were in a relationship with <laughs> oh that's so many different how many relationships have you been in in your oh, life wait a minute how Mark. many long-term ones you, you, this is a very difficult conversation to be having because I just broke up with Chris Hemsworth so um, <laughs> you were dating Chris Hemsworth really oh, only, really only for ooh, a, ooh, a couple just... of only only for a couple of weeks only for a couple of weeks it wasn't serious but it still hurts it always hurts oh well, your, your um, relationship that you wrote I... between Paris and Clark that that seemed pretty serious any serious relationships you've been in maybe with someone whose name is similar to Clark maybe it rhymes Ringing any bells? It's possible that unknowingly uh, some aspects of my life with a partner of mine may have slipped into the character unknowingly. Um, but <laughs> it was not my intention to inherently reflect someone on a completely one-to-one -one level. I I'm surprised you're so hung up on Clark, considering he's only in 75 pages of a 500-page story. Maybe I'm hung up on Clark because Clark is literally me, Berlin. Maybe you literally wrote me in the book. Maybe that's word for word, bar for bar, page for page, 75 times over, just me. I mean, is that how you see me as as Clark Berlin, as some some egotistical, conceited jerk? 
Is that how I come across to you? No. <laughs> we were together for multiple years, and, and that's that was your biggest takeaway, was 75 pages of, quite frankly, what seemed to be an unfulfilling relationship. Not everything about Clark was necessarily you. However, it is possible that some of the frustrations that I was experiencing in my life at the time while I was writing the novel did end up in the page. Um, I was trying to be thoughtful and vulnerable, and it's possible mm. that mm. I used writing to some extent as therapy, uh, given that, of course, at the time, I was not <sighs> with a very gratifying therapist. Um, I mean, Berlin, we don't have to beat around the bush here. Clark, you change the CL, you make it an M, what do you get? Uh, you we get okay, Mark. Guys, guys. Marky, I know how spelling works, Mark. You get Mark, yeah. M-A-R-K. You can cut the Y. You can cut, you don't even need to Marky. It's Mark. It's Mark. That's the, the name my mother gave me. You, you call him Clarky? No, you call him Clark. Mark. So it's Mark is what you get. What? You, okay. just, you just make a character about me and then what? You just guys, try to make me believe that, that I'm, I'm crazy for thinking out. that? And Clark was a good way for me to... Can I try and, and figure out what it was like to to waste so much of my time with someone who talked and talked and <laughs> talked about all of these wonderful things that he would and could okay, do. Okay, we're getting we're getting and never did them. Wow, wow, wow. So there we, there we, there it is, right? There it is. Now we cut to it. Now we get to how you really feel, Berlin. Now we're really there. So you you think I'm just, what, wasting wasting all my time when really I was trying to focus on you, to focus on our relationship. But I'm bad because I, that's what I was doing with my time was I was thinking about you. But clearly you weren't thinking about me at all, right? Because I'm only 75 of the pages. You were thinking about 950 pages worth oh, of other material. Sorry, Is that what was really going on in your life? I didn't Berlin, please, realize please. that my life began and ended with you. Oh, I shall turn this into a novella instead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I meant nothing to you. I'm sorry. That's what I didn't realize. Because oh, if sorry. I had known that, maybe I would have broken up with you. Maybe I would have ended the relationship much sooner. Maybe I wouldn't have invested so much of my time and effort and energy so, in okay. you so, if you were just going to end it all. Okay, I'm making an executive decision, and I'm going to turn this off, and we are going to step aside, and we are going to breathe, and then we will come back, and then we will talk about this. Okay? So while everybody, I'm looking at both of you, catches a breath. I'm going to turn this off. We'll be right back after these messages. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Markel, can you can you go first? I have a funny thing to say, I think. <laughs> sure, sure. Hello, I'm Markel Bookerson. I'm Mark Bookerson. We switched the order because today, this episode, all about the women. Well, that's the commercial. That's the commercial. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. Stop so stop looking at me like I should apologize, Markel. I think that the reason why you shouldn't apologize is because after taking a breather, thank you, Markel. It was appreciated. I realize that I 
was wrong and I should be the one to apologize. I'm I'm first off, I'm Berlin, sorry that I Berlin, insulted Berlin. you by it's you don't you don't need to go through all these apologies. I just need to know is that how you see me? Genuinely. It was the way that I saw you through the lens of the hurt that I felt at the conclusion of our relationship. But it is not how I see you as a full person. Look, I think that you're going to do big things and you've already done big things. And I just, I didn't want to be small in the life of someone who I know is going to be so big. So, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I, I blew up on you and that's not cool. That's not okay. You can't do that. And it's super not feminist also. This is not necessarily the place to be hashing all of our personal thoughts and experiences, but I would love to take you out for a cup of fair trade hand-picked coffee and discuss this. And start over at square one. I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to grab coffee soon because um Yeah, this is a lot. I'm tender. No, that's fine. It's I know it's not on you to accept or deny my apology, but I did want to take ownership of my mistake. And it is something that I hope to learn from in my future as a writer of poetry novels who was on the New York Times bestseller list for eight weeks, going on nine. You have to get back to it, don't you, Berlin? Uh, yeah, yeah, we... Oh, yes, yes. We can I only get a... some limited time, yeah. The... Yes, I've got that lecture at the Guggenheim. The it's Guggenheim. It's wonderful yep. to, to speak with you both. Thank you so much. Have a lovely Thank evening. you so much we'll for coming talk. to speak with us today. And, uh, Berlin, if you want to come back on and give the book, you know, a real honest shot and review um genuinely i think i speak for both of us when i say we'd love to have you i speak for myself when i say i would love to return thanks to you both yeah cheers is that a british thing oh. they say cheers when they leave i didn't i i mean i don't i've never I... heard that before from her so that's a new thing um, <sighs> uh anyway uh that was that was intense, Mark? That was an intense. I feel recording like session when children have temper tantrums, but not mm-hmm. the act of having the temper tantrum. The level of exhaustion you feel after it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that. But you know what? Like I'm, someone I'm... just broke my Iron Man toy, and I'm just not gonna recover from that anytime <laughs> soon. Oh. You know, it was really brave of you to not only invite her onto the podcast after all of this, but to to have this conversation and to forgive her and to let her go like that. I mean, that's big, man. I I can't lie. When I invited her, purely petty. But I guess I'm happy that we, um, I'm happy that we did this because, uh... Yeah, I might not be over her yet, but um, at least I'm on the road. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah, I'm. Uh, you're on the road. I'm on the road, driving my two-door sedan. <laughs>
with the top down. It gets great mileage because it's got a top down and it's half electric. And in this economy, that's amazing. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap this up, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank of you Bookmarks. so much for joining us on the bookmarks. It's great always having you. As the always, bookmarks. bookmarks. We will return next week with another hot, hot, hot title. Be sure to catch it. Catch us on socials, and we'll see you next week. Starring the vocal talents of Mark Bookerson as Cody Smith. Markel Bookerson, played by Virginia Lee. Berlin Sohal, played by Meredith Nudo. Our podcast is supported by people like you. You can support us and other shows made by WGC by subscribing to WGC Productions on Patreon. And you can follow us at WithGoodCo on Instagram and Twitter and at WGC Productions on Tumblr and Facebook.